Namaste, everybody. Welcome to a new Paradigm of Education podcast. I'm your host, Amonique Sayers, and I'm here along with Carrie Jessilo and a very special guest that we have today. Her name is Elise, Alicia Brack. And before I go ahead and introduce her, I just wanted to share the vision of a new Paradigm of Education as a place where we all move collectively um, into a place of wisdom and hope for our children for the next generations to come. It's where everything has crumbled away. We've seen education being changing, you know, and it's really at that pivotal moment where change makers of the world um, have chosen to step up and to serve our children. And so the wholehearted vision of this podcast is to serve and to help humanity and to help our children, as is the book that we wrote, um, A New Paradigm of Education. So it's with that that I wish to welcome again, <laughs> Alicia Brashe, mm-hmm. and I hope I've said your name correct. I feel like I haven't, and I'm so sorry. You can correct me in a minute. Um, and she's from New Earth Children. So why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself to start with? That would be amazing. Thank you, Monique. And, and it's so nice to be here with you and Carrie. Um, yeah, you got it right the second time. I'm used to people mispronouncing it. I'm one of those people that look at names and I'm like, oh, if I don't hear it. But Alicia Brache, um, I set up and, and created New Earth Children, I should say, about uh, two and a half years ago. I think it was April 2019. This kind of name came to me. I always knew it was there. I've known it was there for probably decades. But the, the hows, you know, it was always like you get a little thing you get a little thing and it's like um so I think it was around yeah, April 20 it was Earth Day so it was April 22nd and now we're November 22nd so um something about the 2-2 um and I set it up and I set up the the, the um social media accounts and I knew that it was going to be based around supporting what I call new earth children and so for me, that is um, the children who've already been coming probably over the last decade or a little bit longer, maybe even two. But of course, the, the new ones that are planning to come through. And I guess that's a big chunk of where my work is helping support uh, women or parents who are in preparation stages to bring in high frequency children. And of course, when you have that perspective and you see these wild journeys that that women go through in the preparation of bringing in these things, you go, you look around at the world, you look at the education system, you go, these children are not gonna fit in, you know, what we've had. and so it's it's exciting times, especially over the last two years, because you can see how the disintegration of how the education system has just kind of, you know, gone to the wayside with online learning. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of, um, you know, nieces and nephews and um, clients and friends, uh, you know, children and talking to them about how it has been for them. And I really do feel for them, but I can see that there's this, birthing of this new way that's coming through so to connect with you two has just been amazing to hear more about the work that you're doing too that's amazing I I'm just want to I I guess I want to start with just understanding your perspective of these high frequency children I have two high frequency children they're eight <laughs> and twelve and um I mean they're in they amaze me every moment of things that they say and the way that they see the world and their perspectives from the time they were very little and born up until, you know, now and beyond. But I'm just curious for you to define for maybe those who don't know 
what a high frequency child is, um, what characteristics they have, um, and uh, and maybe just the growth of, you know, because I, I write in the book about indigos. So I am an indigo. I'm one of the pretty early indigos because I was born in 1970 um, and never really understood it, you know, until I was older and looking at, you know, the crystals and the rainbows and then all the that are coming uh, after that, which it, we're, there, all, what right? <laughs> we're there and um, we're there. Yeah. And, uh, and just curious if you could explain that in your own words. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's a very broad term because I think they're all very individual. Mm -hmm. Uh, They all have very unique uh, specialized gifts and abilities, but I would say that they have a lot, a high level of sensitivity. So sensitive to noise, sound, you know, that can be definitely a characteristic. Uh, A lot of them are very intuitive. They can see and connect beyond the veil. So they often have, you know, their imaginary friends as we would have considered maybe back then but it's great that people are much more awakened to that um I often deal with a lot of people um I was one of those children so I I think I know and I understand I appreciate and I think that's where my passion is stemmed from because I I believe that I had somewhat of a supportive family that nurtured my gifts and abilities but I was very much the odd one out you know in my growing up so you know um, children that have um, special gifts and abilities. I mean, you can see these children that are coming, they're highly artistic, um, musically inclined. Um, and, you know, some of them come through knowing high-level physics, you know, things that would just blow our minds. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really believe that they are here to teach us a lot. And I think our duty as, um, you know, teachers or educators or parents or caregivers is to nurture that and not program it out of us. And if you look, in it, from my perspective, when you look at the old paradigm of education, it is the first place where we start to get programmed into society, you know, wearing uniform, conforming, you know, the bell rings, you have to do this, to, you know, um, you get good grades and, and stuff like that. Whereas I think in my perspective, we need to be able to honour and nurture the, the individually, individuality of these children uh, and nurture their gifts and abilities so we can learn from them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so many characteristics, I guess, a lot of them could be considered being on the spectrum. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, from my perspective, I don't see that as a, um, you know, a disadvantage or a disability. I see that as not being understood. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. I like that, that Mary Rodwell often talks about, and I think there's a book written uh, about ADHD, you know, and breaking down to always dialed into higher dimensions. And um, it's amazing when I get to connect with some of these children and I just look at them like, oh my God, like I can feel so. Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I directed a, because uh, I come from a theater background, I directed a little um, like theater uh, class that turned into a little show with my kids school and my kids go to a very tiny Montessori based school um, where there's only about 30 kids K through eight. And so we did this greatest showman musical, whatever. And um, there were a couple children on the spectrum and I'm telling you, they were, they blew my mind away. You know, like someone didn't want to do a line last minute handed over to them and they just got it and they were there and just beautiful such beautiful love and just I, I I agree with you misunderstood a lot of times yeah 
any any other um, any other attributes or characteristics or um, aspects? I would say, you know, to, to look at, you know, I, I deal with a lot of parents who have children who have a lot of um, like uh, multi-dimensional being or galactic uh, contact. So um, a lot of visitations, a lot of contacts um, and trying to normalize that because, you know, I think that's a part of their development. And this is not for all of them. This is, you know, specific ones um and and being able to kind of bring that awareness too because I know that that was my journey as a child and looking back and trying to piece that together and understand that um so you know a lot of these children do have this sort of contact with other realms whether it be elemental realms um you know seeing their their grandfather who's passed on you know and I, I love hearing these stories like I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and she was talking about bumping into a friend of hers who she hadn't seen in a long time she had two kids and um, the oldest one is 10 years old and um, one day he walked up to her and he said mommy there's this girl this is this, this little girl and she's like oh really like where is she on the playground or you know like where is she and he walks up puts his hand on her belly he said she's in there she didn't know, but two weeks later, she, <laughs> she found out that she was pregnant with a little girl. And these are the stories that I hear all the time. You know, they just are so in tune to the unseen. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's, you know, a real being gift. A lot of these children um, are highly telepathic. Um, mm -hmm. So sometimes they don't need the, the use of verbal language, um, which can look as a, um, you know, a developmental issue around speech and going to speech therapists and things like that. Whereas I think if we can help uh, parents understand to attune into the telepathy, you know, I know a lot of um, women that I'm connected to have highly telepathic children and that's just a preferred method of communication. So sensitivity and empathy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, feel that a lot of that is the education of the parent, you know, because the children just are, right? They are that. And it's educating the parent and the, and the educator and the teachers um, with the, these ideas to be able to support that. Um, you know, thinking in that way, do you, do you work with the children? Do you work with the parents? Or both. I more, I more work with the the parents at this point. So, um, mm -hmm. I work either parents who have young children who may have dietary issues or behave behave. I, I put it in very common behavioral issues. Mm -hmm. um, you know all these sorts of things. And through I, I do energy work, so I uh, I'm attuned. I can read into energy field and I can connect and, and do energy adjustment things like that. Um, and quite often I, the, the parent will come to me, but the, the child, I always joke about how I'm the child whisperer. Like people can see, you know, dead people, I see children around people, you know, and it's like, if they're, if they're unborn wanting to come in, I, I feel like I, I established that connection, but you know, if they're already born, sometimes the higher self of the child will talk to me and explain to me what is actually happening so that then they can make adjustments to whatever behavioral issue or dietary requirement. And um, sometimes it's very out of the box. Like I step away from those sessions and I go, whoa, like, 
I've just learned something completely new, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, I do look, you know, I do look to working more with children. I just, I'm kind of in this phase of transitioning. So mm-hmm. I always knew that was the goal, mm-hmm. um, but it's been more working with uh, supporting you know, mothers and, and parents too. I think that's so important. I, I, you know, I've been an intuitive and empath for way before I had my children. So, you know, I had that education and um, it's so interesting because my oldest, my firstborn, my husband and I always say he's a very wise soul, but he's never had a physical body. Um, and, and, and you can tell that in the way that the physical aspects were hard for him, were challenging, sleeping, eating, even being born in the book, I talk about his birth story. And, um, although he was so wise and he came exactly the best way to, so that I was safe and he was safe, but, um, you know, he, he just didn't have that earthly awareness, I guess, of like what it was to have a body, what it was to have a body. Right. And so, um, it's been an interesting journey with him, you know, and I was able to support the, the intuitive and the energetic aspects and the body stuff has been kind of challenging for us. Whereas my second one is like, oh my God, he's had so many lifetimes in a body. He's got the body thing down and he's also really wise and intuitive. Um, so I love that you're working with parents because I think that, um, it's so important. A lot of people don't know that and, 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 and end up, uh, getting the child diagnosed with exactly what you said in quotations, behavioral problems, um, you know, mental, emotional problems where they have the ability, the kids, I think have the ability, right. To heal the planet, you know, especially the wisdom that they're bringing in from star systems and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just so your work, your work is so important. It's so needed. Um, Mm. Monique, do you have questions? Yeah, I was going to, I had a lot of different things come up as you were sharing all of that. Um, First of all, what you were sharing around telepathy, I think that is profound and imagine learning with that like imagine how much faster children would be learning you know as well because it's like this like it's just passing a signal it's not writing it down and I just see it happening um I don't I don't know I don't I'm not very good with timelines I don't see it immediately but I see we're merging like there's a merging and there's going to be an and I guess there needs to be like an education of an understanding and as you're saying an acceptance and an awareness of that and it's really going to come down to parents opening up and and wanting to learn and I guess if they're not the children being like well hey look look what I have Are are you looking at me do you see me and so as an educator I feel that that's really really powerful and I just feel like we almost just have to get rid of all of that other stuff first because it just feels really dense and really heavy to even describe it. Like when you're imagining a book, like the weight of a book, <laughs> and then you have this like light energy of like this telepathy, like you just can't even really compare them. We're comparing like a 3D kind of thing that we've created, which we call a school, and then we're, we're, we're trying to bring a 5D, you know, paradise down that's going to be helping and how do you even, I mean, I don't even know if this is a question you need to exactly answer, but it's just like, how do you, it's a rhetorical question for everybody to consider, like, how do you actually do that? Like, how does it come through? And um, like, when I was feeling into the energy of the book and writing with the book with all the authors, we, we, we were all kind of sharing, like, 
we go to type and it's like, okay, but how do we actually describe <laughs> describe what is coming through the, the wisdom of the 5D into something that is still 3D? And so I feel like we're kind of in this transitional point of um of people, you know, some people want not wanting to change and some people are wanting to change. And the ones that are wanting to change, that will be like kind of phases to get us to that point where it's just this flow and this this thing. Um, I guess what I wanted to know is like around, I don't know if you have any wisdom around, you know, a new paradigm. Like if you could define a new paradigm where we are at this moment or any wisdom around that energy because that's kind of the energy that I felt when writing the book which affects not just the book it affects the planet it affects like systems and non-systems and people and you know it affects everything so I just wondered if you had any wisdom on that kind of area I've seen visions for years how it will actually sort of manifest I don't know but I can share you know yeah different points that have come through and um, I mean, I'll go back a little bit. So I, I spent a lot of time in South America, uh, in the southern part of Brazil, and that I always felt a calling there. I always had this rough kind of idea and concept that my work life revolved around children in some capacity. And I think probably for almost the last 20 years, I've been following the breadcrumbs. You know, I went and studied this, went and did that. You know, I, I, I went to Brazil. I worked with in some projects there. I kind of, and each part I would get little pieces of the puzzle. Um, and it was in 2015 and I was, I was teaching, I was working as a, a trainer and facilitator. I worked in uh, a, a special uh, project called Building Brighter Futures, which was for people who have been uh, disengaged with the workforce uh, for a large period of time because of mental health condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I learned a lot in that. Um, I learned a lot that all these people were highly sensitive and just were kind of put in boxes and you know it was beautiful because I would start talking to them about you know meditation and um you know manifestation and you know positive thoughts and and to watch these humans who have had a very challenging life come alive like it was magic and I was like that's where the real magic is to interweave yeah there's a curriculum right but to interweave all these other different types and of practices and I was very very fortunate because my my um, co-workers and my bosses kind of knew that I had that holistic side. I always kind of, you know, tried to merge the two worlds together. Um, and they kind of just let me go. They were like, as long as you can do all the boxes, like just work your magic in the classroom, do whatever you need to do. And so I would just sort of go in there and say, okay, we have to get this assess, you know, these assessments done. And the rest of the day, we're just going to play and create. And I would bring in all my artistic like paints and everything like that and really get them to think about what is important to them. Um, not to say, you know, I, I kind of glamorize that, not to say they weren't challenging, it's probably the most challenging job I've ever had. But I think that that job learned, uh, taught me a lot because I really wanted to to go the next level. And I knew that there was a threshold that I just couldn't do, you know. Um, and I guess it's that thing of like, I thought to myself, like, if we can just get to the younger generation, then we're not fixing broken adults, you know. And I think there's... <laughs> And it was like, I think my time with there was done and I, I took that leap um, and I started doing more energy-based uh, work. But the visions that I've had over the years uh, and probably more so in the last two years is that in it's incredible how people find me. Uh, I'm 
it never ceases to amaze me and I people will come to me and this happens time and time again that they've had the same download the same vision the same insight and I was like oh we're just placed all around the world <laughs> but it's not you know and it's like we all kind of take little minute you know minute steps towards that but it's kind of like we have to kind of wait for the earth to be ready in some capacity the energies have to be you know if you're trying to build something that is perhaps premature it won't get off the ground you know I truly believe that um so some of the the things that I've seen is more um community-based uh approach where it's more of the uh the parents and the um custodians I like the you know um the caretakers that kind of start these mm, uh, mm, smaller movements where I think it's teaching basic principles uh you know of like I guess spelling and maths and things like that um but you know how to care for nature how to cook you know useful um life skills (laughs) (laughs) that um you know that are necessary but I think that that includes a lot of creativity and how I've seen is these sort of pockets pop up all around the world of these communities sort of coming together and I can really see that now because all the clients that I have who have children in school do not want no longer want them because of you know what's happening with all the restrictions And so you can see that there are communities that are starting to come together and build this. And it's the wisdom of that, you know, foundation of community, you know, energy. Uh, And I think every parent has something to offer. You know, each parent has skills and abilities that can teach them different things. Um, I I feel like my role is probably more working with the the energy-based intuitive stuff and, that excites me, you know, to, to be able to go in and like I, I do informally practice this when I come across children. I sort of like they'll talk to me about having anxiety at school. And and this was a conversation I had with my nieces back at Easter. They were saying how they were having panic attacks and anxiety attacks at school. And I said, oh, how, um, what happens? And they said, I would go to the career counsellor and um, they tell me that they they'll just take some of my uh, assignments off, my workload off. And I said, but did they teach you how to do anything to help navigate that anxiety? And they just looked at me like baffled. And I was like, all right. So I had them all. I said, sit down. All right, we're going to run through some techniques. I said, do you want to learn how to like clear anxiety? And they're like, yeah, you know. And I taught them just very simple sort of breathing technique just to move energy around. And they all sort of open their eyes and they're like, wow, that's so simple. I'm like, yeah, it really is. And these are the things I wish I knew as a child being sensitive. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I guess I see it as emerging pockets in communities and then potentially people who have um, more specialised skills maybe going from school, like pocket of school, like community-based to community-based. And it was around this time last year that I was like walking around uh, a place near my house and there was like a childcare centre and a school and everything's empty, you know, no, it's, you know, I thought this movement is going to tip because so many people are pulling their children out of school and doing home-based learning or un- unschooling and things like that, um, that potentially there's going to be all these vacant properties. <laughs> and so maybe there's this kind of like, you know, uh, rebooting of 
um, renovating them and making them less clinical um, and more welcoming and you know moving back into that but with a different vibration I don't know exactly but they're just some of the things that have sort of been shown to me along the way it's so interesting because um Monique knows about this because we've talked about it a lot my kids go to a school very similar to that and what's interesting is I live in a very small town in North Carolina USA and um the, when my oldest was in kindergarten, he went to the public school. That was the only option here. And he is, like I said, very spirited, very creative. He's a talker. That's how he processes things, right? He's been talking ever since he could and hasn't stopped except to sleep, which he barely wants to do, you know? And, um, <laughs> and so he really struggled. He just struggled. He hated reading and the amount of homework in kindergarten was shocking to me. And it was just really horrible. And I remember just setting this really like strong intention prayer out there, please bring another thing, another kind of schooling, because I have a business, several businesses and homeschooling is just very stressed. It's just not right. And he's also very social, so it wouldn't have worked, but up came this school, which is called the Yakima Valley Community School. And it, it was, it, it, it was a community school. It is a community school. And the idea is that it's in our downtown so that they can be learn how to be citizens of the town, that they're on the trail, we're a trail town. So we have in North Carolina, there's a mountains to sea trail. So you, they start at the beach and go to the mountains. I mean, it's goes throughout the entire state, but anyway, we're a trail town. So they're on the trails a lot. They're doing science on the, they're doing mindfulness. They do yoga. Um, they do, um, there's a somatic therapist that has a, as a, like a property farm that they go to and um, I mean, it's just, it's a really phenomenal school and it's had its growth in the last seven years. But in that time, my son has come alive. He is able to be creative. He is thinking, you know, he is able to use his mind in the way that he came here to use. In fact, I just had his conference seventh grade and he led the conference. He did the self-reflection. He reflected, how is he doing? How is he doing in the subjects? What are goals that he has? And his like ha watching him do this, he's incredible at time management. He's learning how to focus his own energy, but not because someone's telling him he has to, but because he's learning, you know, just he's inspired to. And part of it is like, he doesn't want homework. So he's just inspired. Like, I'm going to figure out how to finish my work at school. It does, the school really doesn't believe in homework until seventh, eighth grade. They want kids to go home and play and be with family. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's really, we're going to have the, one of our, the head teachers on the podcast, but um, I see the, the, how my children are thriving being able to be their individual selves. And I want this kind of schooling for all kids. Um, and, you know, watching this different kids, there are some kids that it really works for, and there are some kids that it doesn't, which is understandable, but um, my kids just love school. They always, they want to go to school every day. They want to learn. They're so bummed when they can't go to school. So it sounds very similar to what you're saying. You know, the only part that I would add to the school is 
somewhat more of an energetic education, which is what I talk about, ENQ, energetic intelligence, more of the awareness of, you know, but we're in the South, so it's a little tricky to do that here, but um, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but uh, you know, teaching them energy, but I work with my kids on manifesting, visioning, you know, knowing that your thoughts become things, let's, you know, and, and that there are multiple realities and let's, you know, jump realities if we don't like one and, you know, and so all of that fun stuff, but um, it sounds very similar to your description. And so I think it is happening. You're right. It is happening in certain places. Um, it's just, I guess, and that's maybe how it, it starts to infiltrate the older paradigms is seeing kind of the success of that and how that's really serving this generation of children. Um, because they're like, seriously have things understood that I never understood at 10, 11, 12 years old. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I really love that what you shared just about the energy and the wisdom around collaboration. Um, when I first envisioned the book, I saw a circle and it was there was nobody in the center. It was just this circle. And it was like the teachers, the educators, the parents, the students, everybody just coming together, like as a whole. And that was the energy that I started with. And I'm like, okay, what do I do with that? <laughs> and it's become, it's become a book, right? And it's become, you know, a community and things like that. And um, as you're saying, it's really massive, the world, like the, the transition that we're going through. And I'm, I'm loving um, seeing different projects that have come from schools that, uh, they're not sending their children back as well. And I also love what you're sharing, Carrie, that it's it's happening already in other types of alternative schools. And imagine a world where, um, yeah, everybody has a place to be serving. Like, you know, like I see even businesses, entrepreneurs, I see everybody sort of having this place and this wisdom and this abundance to be able to all share together. And there's nobody kind of missing a part within within the whole um the holistic vision that I can see of it all coming together it's really it's really quite remarkable um that and I also see this space where there's like sacred geometry on the ground and there's like you know crystals mm -hmm. that are formed in certain ways to amplify I don't know stuff <laughs> I'm just going to call it stuff because I'm not <laughs> going to say I'm an expert on crystals or anything but I just wanted to share that um did you have any other like uh, I usually ask all of our guests like what is their vision you've kind of already sort of spoken about it but if I can ask that question like do you have any further vision of what a new paradigm of education is as well you've yeah I think we've covered a lot and it's so yeah. ex exciting for me to hear Carrie talk about like what is already yeah. existing because I think that's and I know that here in Australia there are there are some um but uh, I've heard different things. I haven't gone and investigated myself. Um, I only know through through parents. So I think that there are some that are kind of well-known that potentially are um, perhaps still adhering to some of the um, the things that mainstream would during this time. And mm. so they've decided that they, you know, they kind of moved them from um, a mainstream education to a more um, uh, alternative education and, and still finding the... Um, I can, jump, I can jump in with that. I've seen people posting around tribe schools, jungle schools, mm. um, communities that they're building. Basically, you know, parents are getting together and creating these earth schools for children where they just play together. Maybe it's somebody's yard or maybe they meet in nature and that becomes the classroom for the day. As, a, as what you're saying, um, a lot of the alternative schools 
uh, where, they, where the children were going is not an option anymore. So they are now then going to make their own different schools, mm-hmm. which is what I'm talking about with the community members, like, you know, the musicians and, you know, even the entrepreneurs, whoever wants to be there and be part of it to, to get involved with that. Um, it's really, yeah, it's really amazing around that. Um, so what about I your, think it, it's yeah. just. You go. Sorry. Okay. No, no, go. I think it's about those pockets like organically, naturally emerging and, and, you know, the situation is forcing that to happen and it is happening naturally and organically. I think that um, part of the vision that I hold is that uh, in time when they're more established and more formed, so this may take a couple of years, that there will be sort of an interlink between them all. So it's almost like they, they form themselves and then they set an interlink and then connect up. And then as, um, you know, sort of as we progress as a, as a human, as society, as human beings, um, I think that there will be an exchange where the children can go to some of the other communities and learn from different cultures, different places. Yeah. And um, I think that that will be a large part of it, of kind of this movement. And I like how you talk about the, the circle because I do, I feel a lot of movement within that, that they get to, um, maybe with that tribal community go to a different you know place and there's kind of this um, circulating I, I feel that potentially my role is more of an elective teacher perhaps mm-hmm. uh, a bit like you Carrie that you know to be able to teach about energetics and things like that and maybe to go around to different schools as a more of an elective type for, for those children who are interested I don't feel that there's you know, it's not for all children. Um, there may be basics that can be taught, but then, I mean, one thing that really inspired me along my journey was reading, I think it was Drun Valo, Melchizedek, uh, in some of his books, he talks about the new children. And um, in China, places like China, Japan, um, and Mexico, there's these schools that are, you know, already established and have been for a while. And it's, you know, these children that can move things with their, you know, telekinesis, um, they can ignite fire in their hands and work in alchemy, basically. And I think that's kind of where I think I'm <laughs> moving to, you know, that, wow. that's what excites me is not, not the so, you know, practical things, but the more, yeah. Uh, and I think that the kids and the parents that come to me are very, very starseed. Um, and I know, you know, that that's a, a deep part of me I, I connect deeply with um, that sort of more cosmic origin and um, you know I have a lot of recall of past lives and I can't I when this got spurred on I went under regression I saw my life on a different planet and one of my roles and duties was to read the frequency of the children to understand what their gifts and abilities were to place them in the right kind of uh, environment to nurture that and I mm. kind of laugh because I think that's a big part of my skill and abilities that I can read people's energy really well to um, kind of bring their gifts and abilities to the forefront so that they can you know access this and I'm talking more in adults where they've kind of gone through the amnesia part and I kind of ignite that to remind people but these kids these kids they already know like they it's just oh my god yeah it's been such a trip you know with my children I know that I called them in and and they're such a gift and and also like my you know my oldest it's challenging to raise him like you know I 
I always pray, like, help me to honor him and also like not lose my mind because he's so smart and some just sometimes I just need him to go to bed you know what I mean it's like just sometimes I just need him to listen and get ready for school you know so it's like that that's an interesting and I I always you know I know that there's a part of me that also needs to kind of like ground him in the earth a little bit in the 3d and su- like support the balance you know so i find that um it's it's a constant prayer over the last 12 years like i never want to stifle him i always want to support him and his creativity and it's so amazing and oh my god i'm good i'm losing my mind right <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned that because i know some friends of mine have that issue the, the not sleeping thing and I guess I always it's it, <laughs> the struggle is real I see that a lot and and I'm like I I you know I always look at it from that kind of multi-dimensional perspective and I think that a lot of these kids have come in from different planets or star systems that sleep is not a thing so yes. adjusting <sighs> sleep and, and also and and having they they, I know, I read it in his energy. He has come from the place where he thinks it and there it is. And it's just like <laughs> the waiting of like, no, I can't get that for you right now. I, you know, for whatever reason, it might take a day. It might take a year, but like, I just see it in me. He's like, why? Like, why can't I have that right now? Like I used to be able to have that. And so it's just so, you know, it's just such a, it's such a beautiful adventure. I love, I really, really love it. Um, and it is really challenging sometimes, um, you know, when you're trying to just like, I don't know, get out of the door, you know, or like just you have an hour to, to like do my stuff before you know, my old, he's never liked to sleep. Like he never likes to sleep. And, you know, when he was three, he actually had this dream. It wasn't a dream. I know it wasn't, but we live on this Creek. So it's like a waterway and there's like energy. And I had to put a lot of like, um, just protection on the house, um, in the beginning, because when we first moved here, he woke up and he's like, mom, there were these aliens outside of my window. And he is, we had very much controlled his TV. It's not like he had seen that read books or anything. He's like, he described it. He's like, mom, they had lights in their eyes. They spoke this certain language. And then I screamed out to you and you came in, which it didn't really happen. But like, he, he described, like, I came in and I turned on the light and they went away. And that was really scary for him, you know, to teach him, like, and he saw, he's seen spirits in my house. all oh, like, oh, I know I've seen the guy over there. I saw the girl in the refrigerator. She was really scary. She did not look good. And like talking to them and everything. So he's definitely intuitive, but the alien thing was like really, you know, scary for him. Um, in just what he saw but uh ever since then he's had he's had trouble sleeping well I mean he's had trouble sleeping since he was in my womb he never really he was moving the entire time so I know exactly what you mean with that and and I don't and in the 12 years he's grounded in the body a little bit more right but he still is his Mm -hmm. vibrate I can see his vibrations here you know 
it's mm -hmm. it just doesn't settle and i don't want him to always but i do want him to get sleep <laughs> <laughs> and i think it'd be finding those ways i know like i worked with one lady and her child she's got a child who has a lot of um health issues and doesn't sleep doesn't eat um and you know, we work with some different energy techniques to help, like, kind of, you know, ground him to, you know, mm -hmm. to get his energy to be. And I think a lot of external factors as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think really individual, but like that was very, very effective, you know, to, mm -hmm. and I just so much joy in being able to work with that to give to, you know, on the fly work out different things that, that can be done. Um, I was just thinking of another one of my friends does, um, she does vibrant acoustic sound um, and mm. she's sort of my partner in crime. She's the one that we've been talking about trying to write this program for the more galactic children and like all the things we wish we knew, you know. Um, and so she's got these sort of vibroacoustic tables where she creates the music and it vibrates just gently and, mm. um, and there's sound. And so she's been playing around with putting children on that who have like high sensitivity and it's just helping them just chill you know so I think yeah. inventions and technology and stuff like that that can come through that can really help support ground these and you know keep them as they are but to help right. them integrate yeah right mm. I wonder when you say that you know my thought went to like the Schumann resonance you know the the vibration of the earth and would that support them to on a vibrational way to kind of ground a little bit is you know my son is just very sensitive he loves music he loves smells like essential oils lavender loves really sensitive to smells touches and um i wonder have you ever worked with that at all um i haven't i i can see the benefits in it um something to consider i'm actually doing a podcast Past. it's interesting you brought that up I've got a friend who um, did a talk last year talking about the effects of because on my other page Cosmic Gateway I talk a lot about how cosmic radiation and the human resonance and how it impacts us physically mentally and emotionally um, but she observes with her son every time the mm -hmm. human resonance bikes or we've got an influx of you know solar flares and things like that she's been monitoring the behavior and it's really been beautiful to watch her educate everyone in her child's school and childcare, um and teaching them about astrological alignments and yeah. you know cosmic weather and she goes she, she knows if there's an influx of something that's happening that we're aware of she and all the kids are being affected by it and so bit by bit she's getting everyone onto the space weather apps and you know just building that awareness it's really that's it's really, really cool. cool that's mm. really cool wow yeah, I just love this I love where it's going and I, I can't help but still be thinking of the 3D, like even the word thinking, because that's kind of where I came from and where I started mm -hmm. as a teacher, you know, in the flux of it all. And I'm like, so how does it all land? And I know that I don't need to know because I know that it is already happening. But it's like I just want to I want it to happen because I, I just love this. Um, I just love what not just because I love it, but um because I know that it's also going to help the children as well. Like it's, you know, it excites me. It makes me happy. It makes them happy. And beyond that, we're changing then the evolution, you know, for what is the normalized thing. So that's why I get excited talking about it. And I, I really can see it. And it's like, 
I'm like a little child wanting to know everything and I know I don't need to know exactly, you know, like it's a, it's letting go of, um, letting go of what's there and just allowing, yeah, gentle phases of these things to pop up with these different people, these different courses and just going to keep building and, and moving yeah. through, you know, and educate, you know, and educating, I think you know, I work with adults mainly and, and the need, the, the just basic need to be seen, you know, to be seen and, and um, seen for who we truly are, which is, not just a physical body, right? We're in fact, the children are more so not that. And, and just to be seen in the truth of who they are and to be loved and uh, cherished for that, you know, even doing that could be really transformational to see them as energy beings in a, you know, having a human experience or choosing to be here and, and what they are, gifting us by being here and and even just coming into the body raising the vibration of the planet to help these systems fall in place a little bit more it's like you know we go up here instead of you know in the, i don't know i'm just kind of babbling but i um i think it's it's in those little things right we want it all to happen now but i i almost wonder if we would all combust if it did <laughs> Yeah, I often said that and thought that myself. I, I'm like your son. Um, you know, <laughs> I definitely come from a place of, in, <laughs> you know, instant manifestation, and that's really been a challenge all my life. I'm like, what, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but I, I'm at a time because I guess I've always known that that was always the path for me, and um, now I can actually start to see it starting to take shape. I mean, just connecting with you two today, that creates an energy, that creates a ripple, you know, the people that then will see this and then it will spark. And I think it's 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 definitely amplifying and accelerating at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, I feel the energy drive always comes around this time and then it kind of dies off a little bit. But I've been saying reading into this year's energy, I think a lot of things we've been building towards actually kind of stick and solidify now, whereas mm-hmm. they've kind of been ideas and we started to put things down to, to path away and then like life gets in the way or the 3D components or whatever it is. But I do feel like that energy is really starting to solidify and I think it's working with the ideas and concepts and bringing it down embodying it in our own frequency and then through that process we just align it and attract the other people and components and you know all the things that we need to start to you know bring it into build it into reality and you know what you've done Monique is just incredible like it when you contacted me I just this mixture of emotions of like someone's already doing it you know someone else is doing a part that I can't do and you know we all have our skills and expertise and when we come together that's synergy that's magic you know and a lot can get done really quickly yeah yeah totally that's what the power of collaboration is especially in the new paradigm it just doesn't make sense to do it the other way it just doesn't make sense when I was writing the book I started to write like for a day and I was like this isn't working like looked at the moon and the moon was like yep you've got to you've got to have people <laughs> so I attracted other people to write the book and you know that it wasn't just the book it was the mission and the energy of well how can we serve people and um 
everybody was aligned to serving in their way and having their role. And I can already see myself wanting to ask more. I might even ask you this question now for somebody who is say like me, like (laughs) a teacher who has always been like in a mainstream classroom, but is looking for new ways of being, but, um, you know, like I have these visions, like what you're saying of, of elements coming through my body. Um, and I've been able to offer, you know, maybe mindfulness or things like that. But is there anything else I can offer or do at this moment? Like, or something, this is, I'm speaking for like other teachers that are curious, like what could I offer or do at, do at this moment, like to ground in some of that process into the students I have, if that makes sense. Like, for example, what I do now is I already... Um, really good question. <laughs> yeah, well, it's something that I feel in my body. And, like, for example, what I do now is um, I use my inner wisdom, my inner guidance, and my joy, my love, my heart, my spirit, and that just flows out naturally to children. Then I know you can actually teach them mindfulness, but that's kind of feels separate and kind of almost old-fashioned in a way, even though it's really powerful and really beautiful. And I, I do advocate for mindfulness for children. I think it's 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 great, but I'm, I'm feeling like this next level of, of what you're sharing, not, not that I like the word level, but this new way of understanding like I wouldn't know anything about telepathy the child would be teaching me telepathy for example like I I feel like I could pretend to know what it is and say oh I know it but I really don't think I actually fully know it yet so like somebody like me who wants to embody that with the children and and allow that to be do you have any more wisdom around that or is that just me just thinking out loud (laughs) around what's next you know I think it's a great question it's not something that I've considered a lot of I think I always see, I'll go two parts to this. Um, yeah. I always see um, people's transition from their own sort of 3D job, uh, career, vocation. Um, there is a, a very distinct pathway from that into their 5D soul mission. And I think whatever their skills that they've acquired and whatever their interest is, there's a fusion of that. So it would be looking at like what do, what sort of, and you were a teacher, what did you teach? What yeah, well, exactly. So what I'm speaking for the teachers, including myself, who's, who still teach all the mainstream subjects, right? Um, I also teach meditation. So I've already kind of grounded myself in that flow of moving towards that space. But I was just feeling like maybe you just had some kind of grounded tips of how I can ground in all of this stuff that's swirling around me. How do I bring that into the classroom? That's what I was kind of asking. If you're not sure, it's okay. I just was like, I'm thinking out loud of what of what I need to know. And also, I'm also thinking an answer I have is also what you're sharing around collaboration. Maybe I don't need to know that. Maybe that isn't my role. Maybe my role is just to be the, the bridge between the two worlds or, you know, not even that they're two separate worlds, but, you know, just to use my wisdom that I have and to share that and allow that to transform as they transform. I can I can share based on when I was teaching. Um, I have a very unconventional style, um, mm. and so maybe you know I, I I wasn't I didn't you know I don't have formal education as a, a teacher like a bachelor. I did a certificate for in training and education, so I was teaching in a certificate, um, not in. Um, and I think. The difference that I made when I was working with a lot of my colleagues, their background was in teaching for like, you know, 
10, 20 years. And there was like a lot of rigidity about that and like lesson planning and things like that. Whereas I kind of just free flow and freestyle. I found that um, planning anything gave me massive anxiety. Mm, so I agree. <laughs> there was just it was so unpredictable. I didn't know what I was walking into every day. So I would just go with, I literally had a butterfly uh, suitcase with as many resources and materials as possible. And I would, I would kind of set an intention before I set in the room that everyone would, uh, there you go. I would set an intention before I would kind of create the space energetically. So just kind of visualizing light and energy that create a container of space to support first and that every person there would get something that they need to for that day. Um, and I, I would go in and I would read the room. Um, I would just feel into what the vibe was. Some days it was really off and I thought, oh, you know, we've got to, you know, and so on those days that I felt everyone feeling a little bit off, I would suggest that we all go for a walk around the block or go mm-hmm. grab a coffee and just kind of create a very relaxed atmosphere. Um, and then from there, you know, I, I think it's all about presence too and asking them and talking to them and asking them how they feel and learning from them um and the flow just attune to your own intuition and what your intuition and gut feeling is telling you to do rather than operating from the 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 mind which yeah. easier said than done <laughs> that takes a lot of practice um, no that's that's perfect that's um, what I, I share already like about um you're reflecting back to me. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I share in my book. Uh, okay, in the cool. story is <laughs> I, I literally walk into the classroom and I'm like, I look around the room and then I'm like, okay, what do we need to do? And I just do it like an off I go kind of thing. I just, I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I'm just thinking of some next things I need to learn for myself <laughs> to like download the wisdom that I have and make it into something for children as well. Like what you're showing around your courses and things like that. So um, can you both still hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, before, I wanted to uh, ask, this is this is actually a kind of um, basic question, but I felt like we should have asked it from the beginning for because I'm thinking lots of different people are going to watch this. Would you define what 3D and 5D are when we say like move from 3D to 5D? We, don't, we, we talk about it like, OK, well, we know what it is, but there might be some people out there who don't really know what that means. And I was wondering if you would just touch on that really briefly at the end, um, just so people can understand. Yeah, sure. Um, I see 3D as a very rigid structured concept. So it's like looking at the government systems, the financial systems, the education systems that don't support the people, right? And it's in a very dense energy. And so I believe that we've been in this process of transitioning uh, and it's still ongoing. Um, whether there'll be a, an absolute tipping point, but I always see 5D as being in a high level of energy consciousness. And that's what people are starting to go through this process of awakening and embodying. The more people that go through that, we start to create new concepts. And as we go through that, we see the systems that haven't served because they, they can't be sustained in this energy that's coming into the planet. And that's why we're seeing so much chaos and destruction and all that sort of stuff so I do see that simultaneously there is a breakdown of the old paradigm of of systems that don't support the people so that we're then bringing in a higher energy and then with that we're creating a whole new system that is supportive to the people with 
abundance, knowledge, um, awareness, you know, um, and basically it's moving out of the paradigm of fear into into love. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you can get to so many more details around that, but I, I've always seen, I've had visions and dreams of new earth. I feel like, and this might be a bit way out there for some people, but I think for at least five, six years that I'm conscious of, I have been living in both worlds simultaneously. And so depending on the energy that I'm in, everything looks lighter and brighter. Everything has energy and consciousness to it. And so I feel like we're kind of moving in and out. And then there's days you wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in this really heavy density, you know, and um, and we're slowly moving in and out of that. And I think we have been for a long time. Um, and eventually, you know, the old world will kind of fade out and this new world will emerge. But it takes people like us to to help build it and put things into place. So I hope that. Yeah, that was beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think that's a great way to describe, you know, um, the expansion, you know, the expansion or really the, I always talk about it is just remembering really who we truly always have been um, and releasing the veil, you know, the illusion of what we, who we think we are. Um, I'm curious if people want to work with you, if parents, um, you know, have children that sound like exactly like you describe and they're wanting support do you do uh remote and remote sessions and how would people find you so everything pretty much everything that i do is remote these days i'm looking forward to to going back and connecting with people person um but i have i have two websites so um i have www.newearthchildren.org and i have www.cosmicgateway so it's g8way.com um so on there i have on the new on cosmic gateway um i have a new earth i had a a new earth children tab where i talk uh, i write a lot about um very sort of out there topics but like um, hybrid children interdimensional conception light conception all these new ways that we're starting to conceive energetically and bring these children through and that's been where my focus has been Um, and then new earth children I, I created that website earlier this year and it was always the intention that I would slowly move my con content on there and it would be a community-based page where I would find people like yourself and then put you know all these different aspects on it because it was never New Earth Children was never about me it was just a creation a bit like you Monique it was a spark I'm like I need people you know I need these expertise to come in so it's still a work in progress but that's that's how people can find me. Beautiful so they can get to you and and uh, connect with you and and maybe you know work with you to get help so we can support these incredible children who are here to teach us so much so gosh thank you so much for being here um this has been really so enlightening and and really nourishing to connect with you and uh and know that there's this is happening everywhere right yeah yeah Yeah, it's been Um, i love connecting with you as well and i still have like a, a thousand 
things coming <laughs> to mind <laughs> about what I need to to ask. I feel like maybe we will be collaborating on on this project in some way together. It's really beautiful that we've connected, and I can see how it's it's going to transmute into something. So I'm really grateful, and I'm really grateful that you can help so many mm -hmm. people that need help out there and do it together. You know, as a community. So thank you so much. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you, ladies. It's been such a pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed this and I want to thank you for kickstarting me into gear and um, maybe I'll get you on my podcast too. I'd love to sit down mm. and for you to talk more about in depth about the book and everything that you've created. So it's just exciting to see it all coming into fruition. Yay. Yeah. Yay. And we'll have all your information in the show notes um, so people can just easily click on it and get to you um and we're all working together right yeah awesome. yeah yeah thank you for tuning into a new paradigm of education podcast and i always like to sign off with gandhi's famous quote of be the change that you wish to be in this world and it's been so beautiful to connect with change makers here today namaste